What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. We are talking the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, featuring a rematch of last year's Citrus Bowl, which Kentucky won 20-17 over your Iowa Hawkeyes. Game's going to be a little different this year, I think. Make sure to, to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get those podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify. Leave a review. Give us some feedback. Please send me an email, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, get the podcast out there, and if you want to make sure you get an update for every bowl game that we're going to do featuring Big Ten teams, we'll be locked in here at the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Make sure you stay locked in, guys. Iowa versus Kentucky, ABC on New Year's Eve day, it's on at noon, and Iowa, believe it or not, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I believe that the line has jumped, actually, a little bit here. Iowa, no, it's it stayed around two-and-a-half points. It's a little surprising to me, honestly, that Iowa is the favorite after how things kind of ended up for Iowa. You know, Iowa lost to Nebraska after reeling off, I think, four straight wins, uh, including... Uh, the eventual Big Ten West champion, Purdue Boilermakers. Against Nebraska, Spencer Petras did go down early in that game, but they just they, they looked a bit unprepared. Uh, Trey Palmer went off in that game. And so Iowa has a bit of a bad taste in their mouth. They also lost late last year to this Kentucky squad. But things are a little different this time around. First of all, let's talk about Kentucky a little bit. Kentucky is also 7-5. and five. Offensively, they are a bit challenged. And actually, ironically, Kentucky has the same margin of points per game versus points allowed as Iowa. Iowa averages 17.4 points per game and allows only 14.4, so a margin of three points. Kentucky scores 22.1 points per game and allows 19.1, again, a margin of three points. You look at total yards, it is a paltry 336 yards, whereas they allow 320. Iowa is is even worse offensively, 255, but they allow only 277. And so they they are Iowa is really good against the run, only average uh, allowing 104 yards per game. And Kentucky you know, has been pretty decent defensively, but not nearly as good uh, against the run. They're both pretty similar against the pass. And what does this mean? Well, first thing you have to understand, Kentucky, Kentucky seven and five schedule. It's a it's a little it's a little different, right? So I mean they they started out four and zero, but then they you know they lose to a decent Ole Miss team. They lose to a South Carolina team who ended the season beating uh, Clemson and 
Tennessee. So, I mean, South Carolina didn't seem great and then turned it on. Granted, Will Levis did not play in that game. They beat Mississippi State, but then lost and lost badly to Tennessee, 44-6, and then went 2-2 two and two the rest of the way, including wins over Missouri and Louisville, but then losses against Vanderbilt and Georgia, and obviously Georgia. And they kept it close with Georgia. So Kentucky's been up and down. Will Levis is not playing in this game. I, I think that is a, obviously a win. Will Levis is... How do I describe Will Levis? Will Levis... I think has a lot of potential in the NFL, right? Has the size, has the arm strength. But, and if you're a Penn State fan listening to this, you'll understand maybe where I'm coming from here. Penn State made the absolute right choice of sticking with Sean Clifford and letting Will Levis walk. What? Before people get mad at me for saying that, and if you're a Kentucky fan, before you get mad at me for saying this, Will Levis has been all hype for the past two years. And he's had really good moments, and he's had not-so-great moments. But I, I don't know if I would say he's elevated Kentucky to a place where I'm like, oh yeah, like Kentucky's so much better than... Uh, Penn State was, right? And I think Penn State would have been a little bit better last year. But this year, I mean, Sean Clifford was pretty decent this year. Like he's, and the reason why I say that is Will Levis, I think at times gives you a lot, and then other times he doesn't. And so his opt out, it may impact things, but I'm not sure how much it does, if I'm honest. Um, I think the the starter is probably going to be uh, Sharon, who uh, who started in place of him or played for him. Kaya Sharon, he's a freshman. Uh, he played uh, against South Carolina. He was fifteen to twenty seven for one hundred seventy eight yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He was sacked sacked six times in that game. So obviously, he's probably not as good as Will Levis. But I'm, I'm not sure that Will Levis is the loss that people might think he is because I don't think he's reached his potential. I think he could reach his potential in the NFL. Here's where I think Kentucky really does get hurt by opt-outs, and it's with Chris Rodriguez, the running back. Uh, Rodriguez was their leading rusher in every single game, starting with the Ole Miss game, starting in October, and he led... Kentucky in every single game rushing the ball, including five games over 100 yards, four of which were 120 yards or more. He's a stud. He He's opting out, and he's, he's their most explosive player. And honestly, I, I don't know where they're going to get other explosive plays out of this team. And so you've got Will Levis out, and now you've got Chris Rodriguez out. And that really hurts Kentucky's ability to stretch, to not just stretch the field, but keep the chains moving. Because obviously Rodriguez is their is their bell cow. He's their running back. So they do have other guys. Uh, Kiovisly Smoke, uh, 
277 yards on 58 carries. Um, McLean, he's their, uh, their third running back, 238 yards on 49 carries. They're both averaging under five yards a carry. So, again, I'm not... It's it's not great, and then you look at their wide receiver room. They're there's they're good. They're not great. So I don't think Kentucky is gonna be able to stretch the field. And you know, you go back to the Citrus Bowl and and who Kentucky had in that, there, there's just a bit more explosion on that team. And so what does that mean for Iowa? What does that mean for this this Hawkeye team who has really struggled offensively and and you know has had quarterback issues well first let's start with the quarterback issues Spencer Petrus is hurt Alex Padilla is out and so the quarterback I believe it's going to be their their fourth string quarterback I'm going to look up who that is in a minute here. Uh, I totally blanked on who that they were going to be on their four string quarterback. Uh, but that's a problem because Spencer Petras, as, as much as he struggled, Joey Labus is the, is the quarterback. Uh, he's going to get the start for the music city bowl. And Spencer Petras was starting to look a bit better in the second half of the season. Now, part of that, I think, was because their schedule got a little easier. They didn't have to play Michigan and Ohio State in the back half of the schedule. They were playing Northwestern. They were playing Purdue, playing Wisconsin and Minnesota. But this is also the same Iowa team that scored seven points the hard way against South Dakota State. So, I mean, they got better as the season went on offensively and defensively they're not losing anybody like all their guys are playing in this game jack campbell uh riley moss like this this defense is going to be at full strength the, the they're i'm st- still not sure about cooper DeGene. i heard that he's injured but as of now, I, I believe he is playing. Um, and then not only that, but they, they have Sam Laporta playing in this game, who's a second-round pick. He's probably a second-round pick. Maybe maybe a third-round pick. Maybe a borderline first-round pick. And so you've, you've got a lot of Iowa's big-name players uh, playing in this game. One player that is opting out is Kayvon Merriweather. Uh, he is foregoing the bowl game, so that that you know, that's a big deal. But it's it's they still have Jack Campbell, they still have Riley Moss. Um, I I think it bodes well for Iowa that the key players for them on defense are sticking around, right? And you you have guys, and you know, Nika Regani is not a great receiver. But he can do some damage. Luke Lachey still playing. So I, again, you look at this team and you look at what 
what Iowa is bringing to the table versus what Kentucky is not bringing to the table. I think that's the key thing. Last year, I thought Kentucky had a little bit more firepower and could exploit the defense. I I honestly don't know how Kentucky scores in this game, which I can't believe I'm saying this because typically I'm like, I don't know how Iowa's going to score, right? Because their offense has been awful all year. But I like, I like the cohesion of the offensive line, how it came about late. Again, they, they lost the last game against Nebraska. But they also won the, the four games prior to that. And three of those four games were against ball-eligible teams. You know, Purdue was playing good ball. Minnesota was playing decent ball at the end of the season. That offensive line has been getting a little bit better. You know, the running back room, Caleb Johnson has been playing very well as a freshman. Uh, There are just, I think, as much as I don't want to give Brian Ferentz credit, I think he has done a good job of managing what he has. I still don't think he should be the offensive coordinator. It's one thing to say that he's managing things well. The fact that this is what he's managing, that's his, that's on him. He's recruiting. Uh, he's got to do better, and he's he needs to be more inventive. But at least he knows that he's got two tight ends that he can throw to. And while Joe Labus, you know, it's not who you want, uh, I think it's a, it, it'll be a good look at the future. Obviously, Kid McNamara is transfer, transferring in, but... Labus is a redshirt freshman. You know, it's very possible that after Cade McNamara comes in and plays maybe a year or two, Joe Labus is the guy. This is who the, the guy that you're grooming. He's 6'4", 207 pounds, from all accounts has a, a decent arm. So I just, I think we're, I think things look good for Iowa in this game because of Kentucky's limitations. And that's, this is all about Kentucky's limitations. I don't think it, if you can't stretch the field or you don't have a, a player that's dynamic, it makes it really difficult for you to attack this team. And I think Iowa's offense has enough has become competent enough late in the season that I think it it matters. And so, do I think it's going to be a high scoring game? No. I think this is a a field goal game. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's something like nine to six, because of course that would be an Iowa bowl game. But I think Iowa wins. Which, if you told me at the beginning of bowl season that Kentucky and Iowa were playing, or that Iowa was playing any any SEC team, I'd be like they're going to get crushed. But this is not a great matchup for Kentucky. And I think it makes sense. The line, the two and a half point line makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense to me. Because it's it's not going to be more, I don't think it's going to be more than a field goal game. Maybe a touchdown game. If like Iowa gets a pick six. But I would not be, and, and that's the other thing. Iowa thrives when they get turnovers. And you've got a green quarterback coming in taking over for Will Levis. He got, the last time he was started, he got sacked six times and he threw a pick. He gets sacked six times in this game, he is going to fumble the ball or he's going to throw interceptions. 
So I like Iowa. I I said nine to six. I, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna say sixteen to thirteen, and Iowa gets at least ten points off of turnovers. That's my my final prediction. Sixteen to thirteen, Iowa wins this game. I think Jack Campbell is going to be the MVP. I did look up the depth chart here. Cooper DeGene is playing. He's going to play at, at punt return. Also, it seems that uh, Xavier Nwampa is probably going to be one of the top guys to replace uh, to replace the uh, the safety who is uh, out, Kayvon Merriweather. Um, so Xavier Nwampa, the other the other guy that will probably get some runs, Sebastian Castro. Um, and Quinn Schulte, those th- it seems like those guys are are going to be in uh, rotating with the safeties uh, safety spots. Um, so, but that'll that'll do it for the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. I will not record or have anything out for the Christmas holiday, so take some time to celebrate the the to celebrate the just the amazing miracle. That God came as a baby. God with us, Emmanuel. Merry Christmas and God bless.